Okay, here we go. The Pen and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Pen Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> when it comes to compliments, women are ravenous, blood-sucking monsters always wanting more. 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 And if you give it to them, you'll get plenty back in return. Like what? <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. That sounded like a young Homer. Yeah. A young Homer Simpson. That was an older episode. This is the Planet Mikey Podcast. Ides of March version. Alongside Bill Smith and Ben Kitchen, I'm Zeke Mowat. Oh, boy. Your host. I will show you my Patriots missile, just like I did with Lisa Olson in the locker room. So stand back. Back up. Keep backing up. Back up. Back up. Back up. I also tonight am going to play pay tribute to my dear late friend, Richard R. Raditz. Dick Raditz. Is it birthday or something? Well, he passed away on the uh, 16th of uh, March in 2005, yeah. which was the day before St. Patrick's Day. We're recording this on March 15th. 15th. Yep. The Ides of March. Hence why you said the, the Ides, Ides of March. Of the, the Ides yeah, could the Ides uh, of... pertain to anything. The Ides means like the middle of something. Funny thing is, I was pretty well read. It always ends what, up returning to. When I was eight, I, I read a lot of books, and I thought it was the Edis. What are you trying to say? You idiot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought that was idiot. See, I, <laughs> until I heard the words used in context, I didn't know how they yeah, sounded. That's when things went awry. So here we are in the Ides of March. And yeah, Dick Raditz passed away on uh, March 16, 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was almost less than a month away from being 68 years old, which is like not that old. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you. Uh, but that was it. He fell down the stairs uh, at his house in uh, Easton. Massachusetts and hit his head on his field stone fireplace at the bottom of the stairs, and that was the end of, yeah. of uh, my. F- I loved Dick Reds. Mm-hmm. He's a great, great guy, and uh, the fact that he didn't make it to sixty-eight. Now uh, he's born nineteen thirty-seven, so he'd be eighty-five this coming April second. Mm. Less than a month from now, he'd be eighty-five. We lost all that time with Raditz and all those stories mm. and all that fun. Uh, I got the call from Greg Dickerson. I was driving to a bar. <laughs> and I got a call from Greg Dickerson telling me that Dick Raddatz had, had died. Oh. And I was like, oh, I was just absolutely very upset because, as you might know, he's the first major leaguer I ever met. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that a couple times. Yeah, when I was 10. Mm-hmm. And he, last time I saw him, uh, he said the same thing he said to me the very first time I saw him when I was 10. You're an asshole. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me, <laughs> no, kid. No. <laughs> How you doing, kid? Oh. That's a, he always said that to everybody. But he said, you know, and I remember he said this to me when I was ten. And I, and I last time I saw him, hey, how you doing, kid? He always called me kid for some reason. Maybe wow. he thought I was Ted Williams. <laughs> I don't know. He and Ted were pretty close, though. But uh, anyway, Monstro. Uh, the, I have so many monster stories, but my one of my favorites is is where Louis <laughs> Louis Tion. Now Louis, you know, is one of the funniest people you you'll ever meet in your life. So at the fantasy camp. Louis would come out, after, get out of the shower, and sit naked on a pile of towels. And every time a, a camper would come out of the shower, he'd take a towel right from out from under his ass because he's sitting on the pile. He'd go, oh, you need a towel? Here you go, man. And he'd hand it to the guy. <laughs> walk away because I have to use this. And he would do it to everybody, one after the other with the towels. So he's sitting on the pile of towels, 
And he's smoking a cigar, of course. And Raditz walks by. And Raditz says, Hey, Tion, why don't you put out that turd you're smoking, you know? So Tion says, Hey, fuck you, monstro. It's better than your breath, man. <laughs> he goes, At your house, you don't need black flag. You just go, and all the fucking bugs die. <laughs> And I thought that is just a great line, you know, uh, with Raditz. Uh, but he called him Monstro because, you know, he was from Cuba. And to Monster was something, you know, the word is Monstro mm -hmm. in Spanish. But he's the only guy called him Monstro. We learn something new every day. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, this podcast is educational. Yes. He... He uh, he was always Raz is really really good at giving his teammates a bunch of crap. You know, uh, he always had uh, wise crack and stuff like that. But one of the great Raz stories is when he was he's pitching against the Yankees. Well, it was it was uh, Earl Wilson. Remember Earl Wilson, first black Red Sox pitcher, uh, first black pitcher to throw a no hitter mm. uh, when he was with the Red Sox in '62. So Raz would come in and relieve all the time. You know, 70, 80 times a year he'd come in and relieve these guys in the games. So he's got the Yankees, Earl Wilson, it's the ninth inning, and the bases are loaded. Nobody out. He got himself into a bind. And <laughs> scheduled up were the three prior season's MVPs, uh, Elston Howard, Maris, and Mantle. Those are the next guys that are coming up. Nobody out. So they call on Raddus to come in. Bases loaded, nobody out, Yankee Stadium, and three MVPs in a row coming up. And cocky as he was, Raditz goes to Earl Wilson and says, Crack me open a cold one, Dookie. This won't take long. <laughs> That's what he told Earl Wilson, who, who was, of course, thought, oh, yeah. Goes back to the dugout, strikes out the side. Nine pitches, three strikeouts. Dookie's got an open beer standing on the top <laughs> step of the dugout like this, holding up in the air. Exactly what Raditz said he was going to do, he did. In, I think it was either nine or ten pitches. Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't d diminish the story at all. Elston Howard, Mickey Mantle, and uh, Roger Barris, boom, 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 sit down, and the game was over. And that's, that's classic Dick Raditz. I mean, he, had, he pitched uh, two innings in the All-Star game in 62. He struck out five guys, and four of them were future Hall of Famers. It was like, it was like Carl Hubble. He struck out Pedro. Same thing. Yep, same thing. Struck out five out of the six batters he faced, and they were all like, you know, Hank Aarons and stuff like that. <clears throat> anyway, Dick Raditz, no longer with us, and I miss him very much. Uh, he also holds the record for most strikeouts by a relief pitcher in one season. Wow. 178 strikeouts or something. In, in, wow. As a reliever. I mean, if you Google, it has been Google's, most strikeouts by a reliever in one season... 170. First time I met Dick Raditz was at WEI. Yeah, of course. He and Glenn Ordway were um, uh, entertaining a client. I think it was Elizabeth. Uh, Facials? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Elizabeth what? Uh, Grady. Grady. Grady, thank you. Yeah. I'll and give her a face. So Glenn was wiping off his face, but there's Raditz sitting there with a full mask on, you know, that crap they put on their face? Yeah. And I said, <laughs> what? I said, she said, you look so cute, uh, Glenn. He said, yeah, thanks, Smitty. And I said, and who's this, who's this lovely person sitting next to you? And Raditz says, what's your name? 
I, so I told him, Bill Smith, said, fuck you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was funny. But he, he was a big hulking guy with a with a mask on his face, and the woman was sitting there smiling, putting the stuff on. Yeah, Radis was classic. Oh, oh, here it is, 181 strikeouts in uh, in 1964. Uh, in, in how many innings? 157. It's pretty damn good. Uh, it was pretty impressive uh, for the well, most. Well, so he was probably, what, a high 90s, mid to high 90s he said, thrower? I asked him that, and because they didn't have radar guns worth of shit back then. You think he probably threw like 97? I think, he goes, I think I was generally around 99 miles an hour. You know, and the, and the, hitter, the hitters would have said 110 when they, because they were scared. They were so scared of him. He, by the time he, again, he was so tall. By the time he stretched and came at you, you he was... That's sixty feet six inches away. He was more like fifty-two feet away. He was you know? he's giant. And the ball when he threw it, the ball made this sizzling sound like, to the catcher's mid. It was like <laughs> you know you didn't know what to do. Anyway, uh, I've had a hell of a week, you guys. Oh boy! Tell us about your week. What happened? I, I, I don't want to sound like a bitchy bitch. Well, but well, I, I got some bitching to do here. Okay, stuff. Go ahead, man. There's a lot of stuff. To Get me. it off your chest. How did it all start? First of all, I had a great week because my I went down to see Billy in Florida, and everything was beautiful, right right till the very very end. I'll tell you what happened at the end. I was down there. We had great dinners. We played golf. It was beautiful weather, you know. Mm. Uh, Billy was his usual jovial self. We had a great time. He's my pal, mm-hmm. and it was going so great until Saturday. Now Saturday was the day I was supposed to catch a four thirteen flight. Okay, I, I, I heard the supposed to, yeah. so I see well, where this let me, is leading. Let me tell you about the early part of Saturday first, because I had a very interesting... There's this place called uh, Mitch's uh, Airboat Swamp Tours. It's in Everglades City. Oh, oh the, one of those boats with a giant fan on yes. the back? Okay. Uh, yes, and uh, it's nothing like a giant fan, especially for me, who has so few fans now. Um, anyway, we and we went to this place... Uh, Billy's wife, Kimmy, and me, and, and uh, Billy, and we went on this. We said, we're going to go down and check out this place. You can see alligators and swamplands and grovelands and sawgrass and all kinds of stuff as you're whipping through the – and those boats go very fast. Yep. So we went down there. This place – this guy's run by a redneck named Mitch, and it says right on his pamphlet, it says, Redneck Cracker Approved. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he first thing he says to you, oh, yeah, I'm a redneck. And he is. He's a complete redneck. He says, you know, a lot of people think I'm a dumb redneck, which I am. <laughs> That's how he introduces himself to you. So Hunter, his son, is the guy who's uh, taking us out on the he's boat. piloting the boat. Yeah. And he's a, you know, young redneck kid. Great kid. He's telling us about alligators. Alligators have 40 teeth upper and 40 teeth lower. Oh. And I'm thinking that's 77 more than you've got there, Hunter. But <laughs> no, Hunter was really great. And we uh, we go skittering around this thing. We saw a bunch of crocodiles, and it was great. And you go wicked fast. It's fun. We get back to the uh, place, and he's got, there's a daughter there. She's wearing these Daisy Dukes shorts, and she's got a live baby alligator in her hands. Yeah. And the mother looks like uh, the wife on Dog the Bounty Hunter. And it was <laughs> it was just a great thing. And they, they were all really nice people. But they're telling you, know, we don't want northern northerners down here. They come down here, we'll chase them away with a gun. We all got guns. <laughs> but I love the spot. I'm I going like back this guy. There. I'm going back there next time I go there. I'm going to bring all my friends. Um, so that part of the day was fine. Then I get home and say, okay, I got a 413 flight. So we're getting ready to go to the airport. It's like 2 in the afternoon or whatever. And it comes up, boop, uh, delayed. 
by three hours because there was some snow in Boston. Three hours. Some snow at Logan Airport. That never happens. So a three-hour mm. delay. Now, I get dropped. So Billy takes me to the airport. It's 5 o'clock because uh, they had stuff to do. So I'm at the uh, airport. It's 5 o'clock. My flight's supposedly now been pushed back to 7.13, right? Yeah. So you got, okay, two and a half hours. I'm already checked in. But there, here's the problem. The Concourse D, JetBlue, was packed because I guess it's a, it's a spring break was coming to an end, and there were a lot of flights this canceled. Is Fort Lauderdale Airport? No, this is in, uh, Fort, uh, in Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Fort Myers. So I'm like, okay, there's no place to sit. <laughs> every single chair in the airport, at every single, you know, here's gate D1, D2, everyone was taken. Every, all the way down to D10. Way down the end, every seat was taken. So people were standing there in the standing room only area, shoulder to shoulder. You can't even get a, 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 a it was ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, so this is gonna put this is gonna put me home very, 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 very late. Uh, I'm gonna call my my wife and tell her. Well, my phone has a problem. What? My phone, my, my old phone. <laughs> Are you the problem with the phone? No, my, my the phone I had, had it, the battery wasn't charging. Every time you turn it on, it would turn right off. Oh. So I couldn't make a call. I couldn't make a call. I couldn't use my phone. I couldn't sit down. I had to stand up. I'm sweating. I'm wearing a mask. I mean, I'm in this cramped area with all these... I say they're assholes. I don't know them all, but I consider them assholes because they're in my way. Uh, well, yeah. So <clears throat> now I'm like, okay... I didn't board till 7.30. I didn't get home till 11.30 at night. Oh, jeez. 11.30. When the plane landed at Logan, it took 15 minutes for them to find an open gate. I mean, so we're just on the runway waiting to come to the gate. I think that's the worst part of the... No, no, no. The worst part is when you're sitting in the queue to take actually off. take off. Yeah, yeah. Well, the flight down was perfect. On the way back, I couldn't get home. No, that's nobody's fault except for whatever. You know, people freak out and they think, oh, snow... I flew in in the snow at 11 o'clock and landed at Logan. It was snowing, and it was a perfect landing. It didn't matter. These people get all paranoid and weird about snow on the runway. Come on, you pussies. You think you think Indiana Jones would do that? He, he takes over planes mid-flight and knows how to fly them, lands them wherever he wants. Fly, yes. Yeah. Land, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, so... I hate uh, everybody that was in that airport. Again, <laughs> they were all fat asses. They were all taking my seat. Oh, every Florida. Every one of them took my seat in the airport. Oh. Uh, but it was really, really good, except for the fact that the phone didn't work, and I couldn't. no one knew when I was coming home because I couldn't call my wife. Right? But that's not fair. No. In this day and age. And there's, it's not like there's like a bank of pay phones. Where you could just man up and and go I, to that. she was worried sick when I got pulled. I finally pulled in the driveway. She ran out in her bathrobe and gave me a big hug. Oh my god, <laughs> you're home. You made it. I, I said, believed, Oh my god, you're naked. I believed every part of that story until Til the just end. Now, till the end. So uh, your phone kept crapping okay. out on yeah, you. Yeah, craps out. So I don't have I don't have a usable phone. Okay, now I said next. I said next, first thing tomorrow morning. I got to go to the Verizon store. Yep. And get the phone fixed, replaced, bad, I don't know, new one, upgrade, I don't know. I got to do something about it. Because, you know, when you're a Lyft driver, <laughs> you got to have a phone, okay? <laughs> so I didn't have one. So I get up with no phone. I go to Verizon. I say, look, here's the problem. I go, I walk in. Let's say it's 1 o'clock or something like that. 1 o'clock. I say, yeah, I need to get, well, you were making an appointment? 
I'm make an appointment. No, I'm no, I'm here right now. I want to do. You know. Well, we don't have anybody available to 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 help you till three o'clock. What? I'm, I'm, I just drove half an hour to you get to the Verizon. You can't just go to the store. Get, we don't have anyone to help you. They always We're tell you to stop in. You know, they don't tell you you got to make an appointment. No, so I've never okay. heard of this. All right, so, so I said I'll get I'll get an oil change while I'm waiting for my appointment. Two hours from now, I'll go over to Ver, to the uh, Valvoline. Valvoline, place. that's right. I go to Valvoline. The line is out there. Every single bay had five cars in the line. I said, I can't wait. This is 20 minutes each person. I'm not doing this. So I went home. I go back at 3 o'clock for my appointment. They kept me waiting till 3.30 because they were still busy. So I'm standing there for, and I'm thinking, what's the use of having an appointment if you, if you're not gonna if it doesn't, I could have just stayed there. Uh, you know, and I feel uh, planes, trains, and automobiles rants coming on. <laughs> well, the point it, of the reservation is to reserve the car. <laughs> so now, because I got to get the new phone, I got to do the thing. So the battery's dead, so they got to charge it to, in order to move the stuff to transfer it to the new phone. And all. I was there till five o'clock. What? Uh, I was in the store till five o'clock. Oh, while God. they were getting me, and they, you know, the guy did the best he could. Once he, once I had a guy take care of, he did great. But you let your phone uh, completely discharge. That it's totally messed up. So anyway, so now I, I go walk out of there at five o'clock with a new phone. I said, all right, now I'll go back to the oil place and have my oil changed. <laughs> I pull up to the oil place, empty. There's no line. <laughs> Sign says we close at five. It's five oh three. It's five oh three. So I beeped the horn. I'm thinking maybe there's one person left in there can change my oil, oil for me. Nah. They say, she says, no, we're closed. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm double-dip, double just like, I mean, I've had a really kind of a rough 24-hour period. I'm so, surprised you didn't have that, like, high of a brand-new phone, at least for the rest of that night. No. I, I was, what, am I supposed to be happy that I could do what I could do two days ago without any problem? Oh, now I can call people again? I mean, yeah. did you get it's an red. upgrade? It's Did red. You, is, is it like a better version? Or know, is it the like same a, exact phone? 13 or something. I don't Very know. Yeah, it's nice. Oh. Does it match your lipstick? Yeah, I'll show you my 13. <laughs> <laughs> lipstick on my dipstick. Not Speaking again. of dipsticks, what did I tell you this? I go back for the oil change now the next day, which was uh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> back to Valvoline. Back to Valvoline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so far, so good with them. Yeah. I get inside the thing and they and the guy puts starts doing the oil and the oh, so I hear the guy down below goes, you, you, the nut is stripped on the oil pan. Stripped you it's spinning. I hear him say, Oh, oh really? Oh, what does that mean? They're telling me, Okay, you have a strip we don't fix the, we can't fix this, but you have a stripped you know, screw with a bolt that where they drain the oil. Can't uh can't fix it because it's stripped and it's you might need. You might even need a new oil pan. I said, "Wait, wait get this guy up here. I got to talk to this guy." <laughs> he climbs up from down and below, and he said, "Oh no, you know, it's nothing we can do about it." You know, said, whoever did your last oil change, I said, "My last oil change was six was six thousand miles ago, and I haven't had an oil leak, but now I do." You know, since you told me this story, I go out to the driveway where you normally park to yeah. see if there are indeed any oil spots. None, right? None, none, hmm. yeah. none. I got some on my underwear. Well. That's an oily discharge. It's a little different. I've been eating those weird chips they have. You know, <laughs> that's a mistake. Oh, so, the guy says it's, he didn't do it. Somebody, the guy who did it last time, did your oil change? Stripped it. This is at, was this also at Valvoline? Yeah, I'm, st- uh, I'm st- talking okay. to the techs. You know, all the different guys. And I said, well, wait a minute. You know, 
I didn't have an oil change for the last 6,000 miles. There's no oil on my driveway. I come to oil to, to Valvoline to have the oil changed, and now I, have an, now I have an oil leak. I didn't have one when I pulled in. Now I have one. Well, it's not our fault. It's the guy who did it, but you've got to take it back to that guy and have him fix Wait a minute. So I've got to take it back with an oil leak to the guy who you say screwed it up and stripped the screw yeah. last time. But meanwhile, I'm a Lyft driver. I can't work. I, yeah, it's big money. <laughs> big money, too. I can't drive. I can't do that. And I, and I got to drive it. Put it in my driveway. I, I said, well, all right, put it in my driveway. There'll be oil all over the driveway. The guy, yep. the guy says, I wouldn't put it in the driveway. I'd put it in the street. Because it's going to leak. Oh, man. You son of a bitch. You know, anyway. I, I, think, uh, I think he did it. Of course he yeah, did it. Yeah. Well, you know, and if he didn't, then it's still, they're the oil specialists. Yeah. I mean, I'm going there for but like oil I said, wasn't change. The, wasn't the last place you got it at Valvoline also? No, no oh. it wasn't. It was another place. Did but it was a guy to... I know and trust. Yeah. And, yeah. Did he think... try to put it back in with the, that thing that they. They didn't do anything for. do that by hand. Oh. So he probably tried to. So now I stripped it then. Yeah. And I was like, it's stripped. I don't know what to tell you. That, well, that's exactly right. And he's down there. I can't see what they're doing down there. Yeah. So now I t- it's well, on my oil. Some weight. Now I got oil on my uh, on my driveway. <laughs> I got oil on my driveway now because oh, their oil change that I pay. And by the way, they made me pay sixty six dollars for this oil change. But they didn't do an oil change. They did. They put it in there, and they did my tires, oh. and they put in the windshield washer fluid. And you know what? So they topped you off with oil, so, but they didn't change the oil. I called. So they them. didn't fulfill their obligation. I think they changed the oil. I don't know what they did. You know what, though? But here's the thing. I've been going up Valvoline for a long time. Sure. I, they, I, I called them, and I said, you know, I told them exactly what I just told you, that I, I go in there without an oil leak, I come out of there with an oil leak, and, and that's all I know, really, because I wasn't down there watching the guy screw it up. So they're saying, oh, you know, the manager's going, well, no, you know, it's not, we're not going to So then they, I call, I complain. They put me on the phone with the manager, who I've already talked to and complained about it to. I got to talk to this guy again, this numbnuts guy who's the manager down there. Yeah. You know, so no satisfaction. They said, oh, we'll call you back within 24, 48 hours. I'm waiting for the second phone call. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, but, and then I, if, if I don't get that phone call, I'm going to start mentioning names. Oh. Next podcast. Yeah. And they can, oh. you can fucking sue me if they don't like it, right? Sue me for $66, the, the value of the oil. <laughs> but, the point is, in good faith, I went back loyally to this Valvoline store. They screwed it up. Or even if, let's say it was someone before that, they should have been able to tell me the minute they saw it that, well, you know, well, this isn't going to work. You should not get the oil changed now. you got a problem. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, they put the oil in. They did the thing. They charged me. And they say, well, yeah, you're going to have an oil leak until you fix that, bo- that bolt. We don't do that. No, the only way that could get stripped because you got you got you loosen it, and then you take it out with your fingers. You, it's no machine involved, so they the guy must have used a one of those uh, right, to close right. it up quick and gone the wrong way with it, yeah, or just didn't put it in yeah. when he first got started. So anyway, what do you think? I mean, I think I should get you know since I couldn't work, what do I make a, a day doing lift driving? A hundred dollars a day, and maybe oh, for three three hours, bucks like a thousand. Three, thir- let's say thirty bucks an hour for three hours a day. It's a hundred a day. So I couldn't work Monday. I couldn't work Tuesday, and I can't work tomorrow because I got to have it fixed. So I think you should burn down the valve. Yeah, and then you've should, got emotional should, stress. <laughs> should I take them to small claims court? Judge Judy. Yeah, speaking of small claims. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm stripped on that. My Valvoline plug is stripped, and I'm I'm not trying what to did give you them, drive here. I'm trying to, I I drove the car. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, check your driveway for oil. Exactly. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> stripped, stripped. Uh, you know, I'm, 
when you want to plug Valvoline, you first have them plug your ta- your uh, your oil tank first before you. Uh, uh, sorry, dude. That, that sucks. I'm really, really angry. I, was that the end of your no good, terrible, uh, horrible, very bad week? Well, uh, I'm trying to think. There's got to be something else bad that happened it's to me only, today. It's only Tuesday. I know. There's got to be something else. <laughs> I, I might have slept through it. In any event, uh, that's uh, yeah. But uh, the trip to Florida, of course, Billy. You you know Billy. And by the guy. way, he sends his very best to you guys. He's awesome. Yep. He's a great guy. And I saw him uh, play played some golf and had a good time. And I figured out too when I was down there which golf clubs I want to get. I I rented a couple of uh, sets of clubs. And I got some, I rented some Callaway golf clubs and I hit them beautiful. I mean, I looked like uh, John Daly out there. With these like the I didn't play like him, but I looked like him out there. New clubs. <laughs> They're beautiful. Yeah. Why don't you head over to Golf Galaxy in Natick? Uh, framing him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get some uh, Callaways. Because I, I, I had Callaways in the past. I had big berthas. And I was really, that's when I was at my very prime of my golf life. You know, there's nothing like being in the prime of the your prime golf life. Of you, yeah. You know, where you can just have confidence it's, it's going in the hole. Billy, you don't golf. Me, no. Have you what? ever? Well, no. Well, look at it this way. My short game, for some reason, I'm good at that. I'm pretty good. Well, you're sure. That's what we heard. But I can't hit the. <laughs> I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. God damn it! But I can't hit the ball off the tee. <laughs> Listen, man. If you got the short game, it's all about that, right? But if I hit the ball, it goes. Whoa. I told you I was standing at a. Go to the driving range with me. I'll have you hitting them 300, 350 yards by the time you're done. There used to be a driving range in Marlboro, <laughs> and I'm standing there, and there's this guy standing behind me. Just is that the big uh, one on Route Nine? An older guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's gone now. So he's um. He's standing there watching me, and I had a bucket of balls, and I'm, I'm whacking away. And Occasionally, I'd get one. It would be that perfect hit. <sighs> Straight and just start low and then go way up high. And uh, I said, do you want to – because there's nobody there, but he's just watching me. I said, do, do you want this bay here? And he says, no, no, no. I watch. I watch. It's all right. So when I was all done, I said, there you go. It's all yours. He said, oh, you, you good golfer. Where is he from? I don't know. You, what, I, some foreign country. Well, I remember, yeah. He's yeah, because he, you're using a very yeah. distinct yeah. accent. You don't know. <laughs> so far, he sounds like a Filipino. You, you good golfer. I said, okay. Well, thanks. He said, yeah, you'd be great golfer if green over there. And then he points That's to the funny. right. Yeah. What's it called? A hook or a slice? Yeah. My, yeah. My yeah. hook is a left, slice is a right. Okay, well, I was, I'm a hooker, boy. Holy crap. But you're, you're, a, you're a lefty, you know that, right? So yep. you should probably golf lefty. Too. I do like you know, <laughs> Oh, okay. you do? Oh, yep. that's different then. If you're lefty and you slice, it goes to the left. I've never golfed. If you're lefty and you, and you hook, it goes to the right. Mm. By the way, you know the four, the four worst people to play golf with? Mm. You want to know who they are? Yes, please. Heidi Fleisch. She's a hooker. <laughs> O.J. Yeah. Simpson. Slicer. Slicer, mm. yeah. Uh, uh, there's uh, Ted Kennedy. Cannot hit over water. I should say, cannot drive over water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And, the, and the fourth one is uh, Greg Luganus. Greg? Why, why Greg Luganus? He doesn't know which hole to go for. Oh, okay, so now we have all kinds of stuff going on here today. Let's talk about it. Okay. Don't forget our, our podcast is called 15 Minutes of Shame. One of them, we have two now. You know, I think we should have like 100 podcasts. Yeah, that's it. Could you live know? down here. We just get together once a year and do all 100 of them. Once a year, have a big fest, and then take the rest of the year off. It's fantastic. St. Patrick's Day. Now, raise your hand if you're at least partially Irish. Okay, that's everybody but you, Ben. I am not. You're Swedish, Ben Cox. Yes, 
You know yeah, his name in sweet. You know Ben Kitchen's name in Swedish is. Yeah, it's cock. It's cock. Kjergen. It's it's misspelled, but it's cock. Ben Cock. K O K Cock. I think you should just change your name to that for the radio show too. Do you still do that radio show? Mark and Cock. Is that yeah. what you want it to be? I think Cock and Mark would sounds better. <laughs> cock and Mark. Yeah. Cock Mark. Cock and Mark. balls. That's Mark. if I do a solo show. Mocking with cock. So the mock. All right. So anyway, so I have Irish jokes. Couple of them. Uh-oh. You know, oh, and Irish. We we'll call jokes. it cock talk. I like that. That's ben. pretty good. There we go. That would yeah. catch on. The quick. cock of the walk. That's These are three little Irish jokes to honor our Irish friends. The wearing of the green. Do any of these take place in a, in a church or Bigora, big Bigora. <laughs> How about Aaron Gobralis? Oh. I knew a girl named Aaron. I worked with at uh, Intercom, and I used to cap telling her on St. Patrick's Day she she should be Aaron Gobralis. Oh, Aaron! You you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yes, I do. That would be interesting. <sighs> that was yeah. a s- stack of treats. <laughs> All right, now an Irish priest, <laughs> a priest, an Irish priest. An Irish priest is driving along a country road when a policeman pulls him over. He immediately smells alcohol on the priest's breath, and he notices an empty wine bottle in the car. He says, you've been drinking, Father? Just water, says the priest. The cop says, then why do I smell wine? The priest looks at the bottle and says, good Lord, he's done it again. (laughs) (laughs) You have another uh, one? Irish joke number two. Oh. Billy stops Patty in Dublin and asks for the quickest way to Cork. Patty says, are you on foot or in the car? Billy says, I'm in the car. Patty says, well, that's the quickest way. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Oh, it's so dumb. I like that. Do you have another? I have another. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Pony goes to the bar and orders seven shots of tequila and one Guinness. The barman lines up the shots and goes to get the Guinness. And when he comes back with the pint, all seven shots are already gone. The barman says, Wow, you sure drank those fast. Patty says, Well, you, you drink fast too if you had what I have. Barman says, what do you have? He reaches in his pocket. He says, 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, that was well, a good one. Well, it's these are all. They're, they're, Irish jokes are always cute. Yep. You know, it's, I, and I remember most of them on the top of my head. This time I had a piece of a cheat sheet. But, uh, you know, when a guy's sitting at the bar and the bartender walks by and he says, Patty, you got an empty glass there. Would you like another? He says, what in the fuck would I need an empty, another empty glass for? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They're always, the quicker, the, with any joke, the quicker, the better. When you got a long story, the payoff is never good. <laughs> it's never good. It's like when you try to explain your way out of something with your wife. Unless it's a norm joke and yeah. he's trying to waste your time. But then again, I like that 50 cents joke. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's quick. That was pretty pretty quick. Um, so... I I have a, I have a couple more complaints though that I, that I back to the complaints. Well, department. no, this is important. Okay. 
Social Security is a joke. Oh? Yeah, I should probably save this for 15 minutes of shame, but I got to get it off my chest. Let's hear it. I'm, I, I was going to apply for Medicare because I'm old enough now. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I called this. You have to call, talk to Social Security, you know, about Medicare. Because you're automatically qualified at, for Part A. You know, it's so confusing. Part A, Part B, Part C. You've seen the ads. They yeah. drive you nuts. So you got to go through Social Security. So I said, okay. So I call Social Security, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang. And then finally it said, we were experiencing high volume of calls. Please call back at another time. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, it hangs up. I mean, this is after I'm waiting and waiting. Uh, the government. Love it. It never did go to a person. I tried it five times. It never went to a person. It just kept ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. I said, well, you can stop in our office with an appointment, and I've done oh, that. Here we go with appointments oh, again. And in, in, in the, Worcester, the Worcester office? Oh, God. Yeah, it's Star Wars bar scene, <laughs> and, it's, and it's smelly. Fucking smelly. And you're going to wait forever. You want to talk about take a number at the deli? This is like take a number, and it's 400 numbers away from where. Awful. So I don't want to do that, but I got to. You got to go through them to get Medicare. So I, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then they say, well, you got to have these forms filled out to show that you had insurance. Because you know, my wife changed jobs, and that's that's the reason for the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, if they tell you right up front, being the call Social Security, they say you, people are experiencing long waits. And dropped calls. <laughs> oh, great. The two great things you want to know when you're on hold. Oh, so wait. I'm going to wait a really long time, and then they're probably going to drop my call? I mean, this is our government at work. This yes, is right. Social Security. Yeah, we pay I mean, for that. I, and I got the patience of a saint. You know that. Yes. So I could sit there all day while I wait for my oil to be fixed, my oil pan and my, you know, my lift driving job to resume. I'll wait all day to get these Medicare benefits. But I am not. I will not be hung up on five times and not have to do repetitive things. So what am I going to do? I told my wife, it's just, I'll pay the extra. We'll go back on your insurance <laughs> for your new job. I don't know. But anyway, Social Security. Here's a, see this? Yes. What is that? Oh, that's the middle finger. That's wow. exactly Ooh. what that is. And I'm Ooh, giving it to the Social geez. Security Administration. Because you know what you got there? You got people who are government employees who don't give a shit. I bet they never missed a check. They don't give a shit yep. about who has to wait, how long, what their problem is, what their issue is. They don't, repeat after me, give, give a, a shit. For shit. And that's what you got to deal with in this world because... <laughs> they, they see you coming and they just roll their eyes. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh-oh. Here, Here's comes another, that, yeah. here comes that guy. I think I saw him over at the Valvoline the other day complaining. <laughs> and then he couldn't make his phone to work. And he, he was over at the he's at the Verizon and Valvoline, uh, the two Vs. He says fuck a lot. He, he gets pissed. But, you know, actually, generally, you know this. I'm a very ha- happy-go-lucky, high-spirited guy with nothing but a positive attitude toward pretty much everything. The only time I've ever seen you get angry at me was when I made you wait. When was that? One time for a Sox game and another time for an appointment we had. Really? Yeah. You got so fucking mad at me. I did? Yeah. You made me wait? 
One time for the Sox game, there was nothing I could do. I was just stuck behind an ambulance trying to get off of the pike. So I was just stuck oh, there. There was nothing the I could do. You're still pissed. Trick, yeah. How about when? But how the about, other time, I was just super late. I just didn't. Well, how about when Cedric Maxwell took my keys? <laughs> that was the maddest, other than the the. the I was incident. very mad. That was the maddest I've ever seen. I had you, to if, roll up the windows on you because you were so mad. You were screaming, screaming out the windows. I was, and I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And Cedric Mike. Maxwell, if I, if he wasn't six eight, I would have beat the snot out of him for taking my keys home. He took my keys home and he drove. He didn't even drive there. He, and then he, 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 he didn't drive there. No, he didn't have a car. He he got an Uber or something, and he still picked up my keys in the studio, walked out, and went home with them. Now Ben and I got to go down to where he lives in that sky rise or whatever. <laughs> Downtown, right by the uh, the commons. The commons. Wait for him to get his sorry, lazy ass down the stairs and give me back my keys, which he took. <laughs> took him like a half an hour to come down and give them back to me. Oh, Max. We were sitting in front of his apartment for half an hour waiting for him to come down and give me my keys. And I said, hey, Max, I really want to thank you for this. It wasn't This wasn't inconvenient at all. And he's like, <laughs> he's laughing. <laughs> Fuck it. I should have punched him right then. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would have gone very well for him. I could take him. I could take him. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we have um, uh, another. Re- <coughs> Who's our sponsor this week? Is it is it still Hypothecary? Hypothecary. Hypothecary. Yeah. Okay, Hypothecary. And by the way, people have been reacting to that. I've had people tweet me say that was a good call. Really? They went there and they ate and drank and they loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hop, hop, hop. It was hop. so good. Hypothecary. I got my brother a gift gift certificate to go there. Ah, Did you? Damn right. That's how good it's it really is. It's really good. I think the beer is unbelievable. Well, it's brewed right by... on the premises, and, it, and it's strong beer. It's AB, ABV, alcohol by volume. Very strong. It's run by Joe Fish. Run by Jimmy Dietz. Jimmy Dietz. And, and his crew. Wrong person, Bill. Joe no, Fish, no, Joe is, Fish is the name yeah, of it. That's the restaurant. Or wrong restaurant, yeah, Bill. Joe Fish. He doesn't care if you call Jimmy him Joe Dietz. Fish. That's his restaurant. That's a, well. his heart and soul. And he's a great guy. <laughs> um, so we have... Uh, I don't have anything else except a, a, a free plug for the uh, 15 minutes of shame. I don't know how, is this podcast up to snuff? Have we gone 26 minutes? We've gone 37 uh, minutes. Oh, no, let's get out of here. And we've listened, right. listened to you bitch and moan the whole damn time. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, let me just tell you something else. I, I talked to two people this weekend about Kirk Minahan. Oh? That they, they might hate him more than I do. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I, don't, I can't. That's too long. Because we're already 37 minutes in. Maybe I'll tell that story next week. They, can, they hate him. Two people that hate Minahan. Can you believe that? Well, He's so likable. Well, there you go. Here's, here's Joe and Jerry. At <laughs> 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 Shaw's. Just warming up. At Shaw's. Let me try that. At Shaw's. Nah, it's not doing it. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. Rosenbergs, I, oh, I jumped the gun there, Troop. Sorry. Moron. Rosenbergs, H, Pump, Sugar Ray, Andrew Mom, Diamond Brandy King, and Catch Her in the Ride. Eisenhower vaccine, England's got a new queen. Marciana, Liberace, Santanaya, goodbye. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. No, we didn't light it, but we tried to fight it. Joseph Stalin, Malenkov, Nasser, and Prokiviev, Rockefeller, Campanella, communist block. 
Roy Cohn, Ron Perone, Tuscanini, Dacron, Dan Ben, Foo Falls, Rock Around the Clock, Joe. Einstein, James Dean, Brooklyn's got a winning team. Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland. Bardot, Budapest, Alabama, Khrushchev, Princess Grace, Peyton Place, Trouble in the Suez. He didn't start the fire. At Shaw's. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. At Shaw's. No, we didn't find it, but we tried to find it. Little Rock, Pasternak, Mickey Mantle, Kerouac, Sputnik, Chow and Lye, Bridge on the River Kwai. Lebanon, Charles de Gaulle, California baseball, Starkweather, Homicide, Children of Thelodwine. <laughs> Easy, Joe. Buddy. <laughs> Space Monkey Hula Hoop, Etzel is a no-go. <laughs> Jeffy Checker Psycho, Belgians in the Congo. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We got a little burning going on in my crotch right now, Joe. Burning a hole in my pants. Hemingway, Eichmann, stranger in a strange land. Dylan, Berlin, Bay of Pigs, invasion. Lawrence of Arabia, British Beatle mania. Ole Miss, John Glenn, Liston Beats, Patterson. British politician sex, JFK blown away. What else do I have to say? We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turning. This song sucks, We Joe. didn't start the fire. It blows. No, we didn't light it, but we tried to find it. Piece of shit. Sick of this fucking song. Just finish it up, Joe. Come on, hang in there. If Billy Joel can do it, so can you. Wheel of Fortune, Sally Ride, Heavy Metal Suicide, Foreign Debts, Homeless Vets, AIDS, Crack, Bernie Gets. Ah! Pretty good job on that verse. I'm tired. Actually, I must confess, I started the fire. Burned the fucking place down, too. Piece of shit.